Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm James. And welcome to the Cornwall Property Podcast, where every week we bring you the latest news, hot topics and guidance around the Cornwall property market. Stay tuned to be informed, inspired and to have any of your property related questions answered by trusted local property professionals. Welcome back. I'm Dan. I'm James. And this is the Cornwall Property Podcast. This is episode 28. This is our Ask Dan and James episode where we take your questions and um, we hopefully help answer your property-related conundrums, shall I say. So, uh, James, how can people get in touch? Straight on the website, you can go to cornwallpropertypodcast.com, scroll to the very bottom of the page, and you can write us a message on there. Or as many as you always do, go to our Facebook page and send us a message on there, and we will uh, very quickly come back to you. Fantastic. So... Let's crack on. What's the first question we got? So we've got a question here from Rob uh, in Exeter who Ooh, asks this. <laughs> I own, nice to see the podcast is reaching yeah, out. It's great. It. I own an unencumbered property, which I currently let to my brother. Kind. I have sadly recently split from my partner. Sorry to hear that. And need to purchase my own property as I really don't like the idea of renting. The property is worth around 190000 I have 30000 cash currently, which limits my options as it stands. What would you recommend I do? Thank you for that, Rob. Excellent, Rob. Thanks for getting in touch. Um, so, yeah, interesting. I've got quite a few questions as well, but generally it depends on the, your brother's situation, I guess, because you've got an unencumbered property for those that aren't familiar what that means it basically means there's no mortgage on the property so rob owns his property or own outright he bought it with cash which is brilliant so if you've got one hundred ninety thousand pounds of cash stuck in a property it's quite frustrating when you want to access some of that so oh, good, yeah. the only way you're going to really be able to access that rob is if you one put a mortgage on it or two sell it those are your two options so if we were to quickly just go through both of those both are going to require you to potentially ask you get your brother to to move because you are not going to find as many lenders mortgage lenders that will lend you to allow allow you to put a buy to let mortgage on your property when you've got a family member living there you can't let to family members within a buy to let Um, as i understand again we're not mortgage advisors please seek professional advice but as we understand it or as i understand it james might jump in and correct me at all but and please do but as i understand it you cannot let to a family member on AST. So it ultimately, you've got one option. One is your brother needs to find some alternative accommodation. You can sell the property and release that equity. James and I are not massive fans of selling assets. We, we massively, um, as you would have heard from last week's podcast, is you can see how property has increased over time drastically when we compared the Jubilee prices from where the Queen took the throne. And it's gone up 138 times what it was valued at 70 years ago. So property goes up in price. So the idea of selling an asset just just feels so alien to me. But it sometimes it has to happen if your your circumstances mean that you need to do that then fair enough. But my pre- preference would be to try and stick a buy to let mortgage on this property. So for 190,000 you would get 75% of that value potentially on a buy to let mortgage obviously depending on your circumstances. But generally speaking you should be looking to pull out 100 Sorry, yeah, what seventy five percent of that very very quickly? You look at what 100, yeah, 140 odd. I think it's just over. Um, so about one hundred and forty odd thousand pounds you could pull out from that. And that's a nice chunk. That is, um, Tom, um, Rob. Sorry, and I don't know if your brother's paying rent or it's market rent or you're doing uh, some. You're helping him out when not charging, but you'd obviously be with the market rates that you'll then be charging for a, a tenant. 
that should hopefully cover your your interest only mortgage um, quite easily and leave you a little bit discrepancy uh, disposable income at the end of that. So mm-hmm. that for me would be the the main game for me is is trying to pull out as much as you need. You may not need to take seventy five percent of that value out, and it might mean that your repayments are less each month. Obviously, if you've got that much cash sat there and you need to make use of it, then I think the best thing you can do really is ask your brother to find somewhere with your brother that he can move to. Get yourself a buy-to-let mortgage on this. Pull out as much as you possibly need, up to seventy-five thousand. Uh, sorry, seventy-five percent of the value, and uh, with that, one hundred and forty or thousand plus your thirty thousand, you're in a nice position then to buy yourself somewhere. Obviously, depending if it is Exeter, as you said, you are in. Then I think you should get somewhere half season for that. It should be an, a good opportunity for you there. Rob so yeah that, that's where I'm at J- James are you on the same page yeah very much so the same page I mean you know I think you're in a very good position you know having a, a property it's worth 190,000 in a growing market is a very good position to be and you know well done you for however you've got there and having the 30,000 cash I've noticed you put only have 30,000 well <laughs> when I wanted to get into investing in property if I had 30,000 I would have been very pleased with that so well done for no doubt hard-earned cash but I would yeah it depends what relationship you've got with your brother. I mean, that is the most obvious one, really, to, to put a mortgage on the property. And as Dan said, it's not ideal to be having a family member because they do get a bit prickly with that. But I also sort of think, you know, it depends how much money you want to take out the property. So, you know, generally on another buy-to-let property, if that's what you want to do, uh, you can, you know, put a 25% deposit down. Or, you know, if you're doing a residential uh, mortgage for yourself, you can have between 10% and 15%. The point I'm making is you don't have to put a mortgage on your property. There are other avenues. So let's just say, okay, so Rob needs to get £50,000 up together. You can actually just go to your bank, whoever that may be, and say, hey, I've got a nice property. I own it outright. It's worth 190000 and I'm willing to give you a second or first charge on that. You've got no mortgage company to call to say, look, will you let this bank, because you already own it, you have the first charge. You have the right to be able to release that first charge and give the bank first charge. They will take your arm off, uh, you know, for that amount of money. And it might be that you don't need a mortgage. You just need a loan against a property. So that's another avenue that you can go down. But of course, you're going to, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a hurdle, but you're going to get to the point where if you are going to reinvest in another buy to let, they're going to want to do the stress test on that property, but they also want to see your income. So if you can show another buy to let mortgage with a tenant in there, because your brother has left and you're showing, you know, eight, nine hundred pounds, let's just say rent coming in, then obviously they're going to take that into account will allow you to uh, buy a more expensive property. But yeah, there are options, but I'd probably go with what Dan said, you know, have a chat with your brother and, uh, you know, see how you can help your brother, you know, move on somewhere else and so it can be in both interests brilliant yeah well hopefully that helps rob any other questions please do get in touch again but um all the best with that one so james i've got a question for you and we have been in touch well john has been in touch from coverack so john has said thanks for setting up the podcast guys you are very welcome john i find it very uh, interesting and inspiring i would like to know a bit more about my credit rating as a recent lender said to me they would not lend but could not tell me why my income is great and i have no debt at all so what's the issue here worst thing is that i just don't know what it is so very very frustrating situation john um and i can tell you that james will be very well suited for this one go on no absolutely i can you know look at all these questions that come in and i can honestly say i have been in this position myself and to keep it nice and clean on the podcast it's just extremely frustrating i could use other words because 
I certainly don't mind there being a problem with my credit rating, but if somebody can't tell me the reason why, I, I can't sort that problem out and I can't improve on it. And many of the lenders will say that. Um, I don't know whether it's um, to, for data protection or why they can't tell you, because they just tell you, I'm really sorry, but there's a problem with your credit rating. I have met new, in fact, it's quite relevant at the moment because um, Dan and I uh, were doing uh, some mentoring the other day with our mentee. He's got a really good uh, credit rating, ticks all the boxes. Uh, well, most of them, as I come on to uh, in a minute, uh, good salary, um, uh, doesn't have any credit cards, no debts, uh, no CCJs, no noughties. He is a good candidate for lending. But they said, I'm really sorry, but no. So this individual went off to then find out a bit more in depth. And this is what I would certainly recommend, John, is to basically you can get a better breakdown. Most people will go to companies like Experian or Equifax, but they'll just get the uh, the basic surface uh, kind of view. Free. Uh, the free one, exactly that, Dan. But what I would recommend is most of them are about £15 per month. Sign up for 30 days. Some of them give you an offer. I think Experience had an offer uh, where you can get 30 days for free to try it out. Then you can always cancel. But what it will do is give you a, a really in-depth report. And this is what we did uh, with our mentee. And we went into it a little bit further. And it's a real common one that nobody even thinks about. Out, we found quite simply he wasn't on the electoral roll. Uh, for those of you who don't know what that is, it's just you know being registered on the electoral roll where you can vote uh, for which government you want to be in power. And it was just quite simply he's just not a political person. Uh, maybe a good one <laughs> there, but you know for the lending game and in property, you have to be on that electoral roll to get a mortgage. You know, and if you don't know that, um, you know that could be one of the reasons. So definitely get onto Experian or Equifax, download, pay that fifteen pounds. It'll be the best investment you ever do because as Dan and I know and many others your credit rating is the holy grail and you can find out what it is and just to give you another example I was, you know, in a similar position, no debts, no CCJs, no nothing. I was on the electoral roll, but yet the lender wouldn't lend to me. And I didn't know what it was, which was very frustrating. Once I had a look into my report, it, it boiled down to basically I had an old um, debit card, which wasn't in debt or anything like that. But I hadn't changed. It was still active, a uh, zero balance, but I hadn't changed the address where I'd moved from from five years ago. So it was an identity thing that was messing me up. They couldn't recognize why. Uh, so basically, lenders are very sensitive uh, to your credit rating. So that is one of the first things that needs to be in order, really. Um, so I hope that helps there, John. Definitely. No, thank you for that. And, that, and it's generally, it's, it's a footprint. You're leaving a footprint everywhere. Everything you do, everything you buy. And yeah, um, and the mentee that we were working with, it simply was that he, he was on the electoral roll. Mm -hmm. on a property that he'd sold two years ago. So he hadn't updated his electoral address, basically. That's all it was. Two years ago, it was fine. But because he'd sold the property, and obviously the new uh, owners of the property registered that address, it then went, ring, ring, ring. well, you're not here anymore. Where the hell are you? Exactly. Uh, yeah. And that was it. It was as simple as that. So as soon as he managed to update that, the credit score went from like fair to, to a good, which is brilliant. So yeah, definitely worth paying that um, little 15, 16 pounds what I do, John, is I sign up, I get the full score, and then I put a little reminder and a notification to myself in 20 days to cancel cancel the subscription. So within that 20 days, I can access it and download it again and get any updates. But on 20 days' time, I remember to cancel that subscription, then I don't pay the next month because Absolutely. I don't need it. Absolutely. And there's so. quite a few of them out there now. Mm. And uh, it's becoming a bit of a trend, actually. It's a bit like us with the podcast. We're trying to get as many likes as we can on Facebook. So please do like us wherever you can. But it's a bit like on Experian. You see the adverts now of the boost. Who's got the closest to uh, 1,000? You know, they're on, oh, God, I'm on 990. I want to boost it up. So, you know, you can get a good indication of where your credit rating is at. If you are in the sort of poor or fair areas, there's something fundamental there, which I probably 
would say would be an electoral roll issue or you know maybe a credit card that you've forgotten about can have the smallest amount of debt on it one pound for example you've just forgotten about it cut the card up you did a balance transfer but it's still on there you didn't pay it fully off it can slip you up so yeah download a credit rating uh, there john and you'll be able to find out what that problem is i'm sure for sure so thank you very much for those questions coming in if you've got questions for us in future obviously get in touch with us by email hello at cornwallpropertypodcast.com or get in touch on the social media but james that is it from us for this week and uh thank you again for your help and it's a goodbye from me goodbye from me see you soon